You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Luke 18, 29. Assuredly, I'll save you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers, or wife, or children. Some of y'all had to leave them at Slippery Rock. Y'all don't. Some of y'all had to leave them at Sinking Sand Church and do what God, and they don't understand. And they talking about you, and you know, they all, they down there now at that, uh, at that direction church. You you know, with the preacher from New Jersey. You know, he ain't even from here. He ain't even from here. Like, that's supposed to disqualify me. Like I'm an alien or something. You know, he a Martian. But there's some of you who have to make choices because what God said to you about your life. And like Pastor Martian and I had to do with denominational churches and that we were, came along and with our family members who didn't even understand who had to leave houses or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom. For, for what? For the sake of the kingdom. He said that no one who's done this who shall not receive many times more in this present time. I'm so glad it added that because there's some people so spiritual who think you got to wait to get to heaven for everything. God said he's going to bless you in this present time. Look at someone say, the Lord is going to bless me right now. Hunt somebody say, it's your turn right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said he's going to bless you many times more in this present time and watch it and you still get a chance to go to heaven too and in the age to come eternal life. So God said I got enough to bless you right now and bless you later too. I'm going to give you the cake and then I'm going to give you the icing and the cherry on top of the cake. God said I got enough to bless all of you. You don't have to be jealous of anybody. You don't have to hate on anybody. You don't have to throw water on anybody's flame like Coco Golf said because when you try to throw water on it, you just throwing gas and now we here blazing. You don't have to hate on anybody. God said, I'll bless you if you sacrifice many times more. That verse from New Living Translation, Luke 18 and 30, it says, you will be repaid many times over in this life. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. I can tell you God has paid me many times over. When we took that $5,000 that, that we, all the money we had accumulated, all the only savings we had left over from our 401k. I mean, really, do you still call a $5,000 401k or is that more like a, a 101z? But we took that and sacrificed that into ministry to start this church when we were full-time, and the Lord told me to do nothing else, when we were full-time in ministry with 40 people. And Pastor Marsha cried about it at first. And I showed her, baby, this is what the Lord told us to do with that money. But God spoke to her and said, you won't miss it because I'm going to repay you double. Are you listening to me? And the Bible tells us in Psalm 120, say, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. 
Okay? If, 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 if every time you've sown, you've always been happy about it, you, you haven't really given yet. Because God, God can tell you to give, and you'd be like, God, this better be you. This better be you, Lord. This is all I got, Jesus. And I'm going to obey you, God. You got to come through for me. You got to be like that woman. Don't be lying to me, man of God. It's my last $58. <laughs> God said you'll be repaid. I'm a living witness. God can repay you many times over. Just that people don't understand it. And watch it. I realize that. And I showed you that in the scripture. It's, it's in, it's in uh, when God blessed uh, Jacob. He blessed him in a way that nobody thought he could be blessed. Through the rejected sheep. Through the speckled calf. Through, 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 through striped animals that everybody thought was the, was the rejects. And God increased him and blessed him so much that his brother-in-laws said, he has stolen my father's wealth. I know it don't sound good, but you ain't really blessed the way God wants to be blessed to look like you stole something. Oh, come on now. God can bless you so much, it look like you stole something. Ain't no way. We could be working here at the same job. I've been working here longer than them and look like they got more than me. I just, it just, it just don't look right to me. It look like they stole something. God going to bless you so much, they going to think you stole something. But it's the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. It maketh rich. It maketh rich. So don't get mad when people talk about you because it comes with the blessing. Because in that same scripture from Luke 18, he said, now, I'm going to bless you many times over. He said, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to come with persecution because people don't like it when you're blessed like that. So though you may, though you may not give merely to get, and we hear that, you shouldn't give merely to get. I don't just give to get. Though you may not give to merely get, God will not allow you to give without getting. God will not allow you to give without getting. The Shunammite woman gave to and cared for Elisha just because she wanted to be a blessing to him as a man of God. She gave to him and was kind to him, expecting nothing in return. But we know from New Testament scripture what she was actually doing. Galatians 6 said, when you sow to the flesh, you'll reap from the flesh. But when you sow to the spirit, you receive life everlasting. She, without her even knowing, she was sowing into the spirit, which was sowing into the grace, sowing into the anointing that was on his life. She was not expecting, she, she didn't tell her husband, no, no, yes, maybe. Maybe we just give this man a few meals, and maybe if we build a room on the house, maybe he'll speak a prophetic word over us, and maybe we'll have a child. She had no agenda other than to be a blessing. Oh, come on now. <laughs> there are people who give with agendas, and there's people who say, listen, I'm just doing what the Lord tell me to do. I don't know how God going to bless me or if he going to bless me, but I just am going to be faithful to do what I'm supposed to do. I don't even know why I'm doing it. I'm just releasing what God told me to release. I'm helping where God told me to help. I'm suppositing where God told me to deposit. I'm, I'm assisting where God told me to assist. I'm just going to leave the rest to God. She gave, expecting nothing 
in return. And even when Elisha asked her, we know that's proof because Elisha calls her up. He, he said, call the woman up. Ask the woman, you've done this for us. What can we do for you? And her response was, I'm good. Let me buy you some lunch. I'm good. Need a car? I'm good. Need a house? I'm good. Her response was, I'm good. He said, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, I know the king. You know, I'm politically connected. You need me to talk to the king first? She said, I'm good. I'm I don't have any issues. Do you need me to talk to the general of the army? Oh, he would say to her, do you need somebody bumped off? I can give them an offer they can't refuse. I mean, I mean, Elias was willing to be gangster for her. You need anybody mess with you? She said, I'm good. I don't need anything. So this is what the Lord told me to tell you. This is a season that God's going to bless people who feel like I'm good. Everybody ain't struggling. Everybody's not in lack. Everyone is not desperate, but God told me to tell you, this is a season he's going to bless people feel like I'm good. He's going to bless you not because he needs it, you need it, but because he's good. He's going to bless you not because you ask for it, but because it's your turn to be blessed. Whoo, Jesus. Look what Isaiah 30, 18 said. He said, therefore, the Lord will wait. The Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. God will wait around just to be good to you. He will, the Lord will wait that he can be gracious to you. Therefore, he will be exalted. God says, this ain't about you. It's about me. <laughs> when I get finished blessing you, because it's your turn to be blessed, they're going to exalt my name. Folk going to say, there is a God. When I saw you in that place, and I saw you, and I said, when I saw, I said, there is a God. <laughs> Folks going to see you and know that we was raised in the same place. We came from the same town. Your family was in a worse situation than I am. But look how God bless you. And they're going to say, there is a God. What church you go to? What scriptures are you standing on? What do you do to live the type of life you do? Somebody say, there is a God. He says he's going to do it that he can be exalted, that he may have mercy on you because God is a God of justice. God is a God of justice. God is a God of justice, which brings me to my second point. The reason why it's your turn, because God's a God of recompense. Everybody say recompense. Oh, my God, my God. Sometimes God will bless you just to get at somebody else. Yes. God's a God of recompense. Elisha felt it was necessary to do something to repay this Shunammite. Whether you want it or not, whether you're looking for it or not, it's your time to be blessed because God is a God of recompense. To recompense, it means to pay what is owed or what is due. They have this thing, it's in every state. Y'all have heard before, last time I said this, people went looking and they found money. They got this thing called unclaimed money, and every state has them, okay? You can look up in the state, and it could be some money out there waiting for you, an aunt, a deceased relative, an uncle, an account you forgot about when you were living in another state, when you were stationed someplace else, and there's money out, and watch it, you're not missing it. 
Your life is going on, whether it's $10 or $1,000, but it's due you. Tell me I'm catching this. Whether you claim it or not, it's due to you. Whether you feel you're good or not, it's due to you. And God said, I want you to have everything that's due to you. God wants to recompense, pay what is owed, what is due. To recompense, it means to compensate. It means to indemnify as a claim to justice. The reason why you give people uh, uh, after they've been injured, you know, take care of their car, that, and, and you, suppose, you, know, you take care of their car because they lost their car, you replace the car, even give you a rental, or, you know, if somebody else damaged your car because your life has been inconvenienced for this. And now they're trying to make you whole to, to, to uh, you catch it, to, to really to be made whole, it means to make you look like this never happened to you. It means to compensate you for all your inconveniences. Boy, I'm, I'm preaching myself. Like, it means to compensate you for all your inconveniences. I told y'all years ago when, when I was a claim to justice, I had this, this, this old church gone Christ mother, and I, she had fallen. We, we ensured at that time, uh, 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 not, 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 not Dollar General, what's the other one? Family Dollar. We insured Family Dollar, and she had a slip and fall at Family Dollar store. And so I went by to see mother, and she said, well, I just want to make sure my medical bill's paid. Make sure my medical I said, well, mother, get send me medical And I went by, and I, I, was, a, I was a real claim just not the people who's who sitting on the phone who, who just at home there, and they ain't really doing the job. And so anyway, and so I, I had to carry the Aetna checkbook around, and I went to see mother. And uh, so she had all the medical bills. I said, well, even, the truth is, even if it had been paid by your insurance company, uh, you know, we, we, we'll see. And so I added up her medical, and so I gave her a check for her medical. She looked at it, she said, these are my medical bills? Now, she, all she told me, all she wanted was her medical bill taken care of. But somewhere between my first conversation with her and that conversation, I gave her one for She said, now, what about my pains and my sufferings? I said, somebody got the mother. Can I tell you, God wants to compensate you for your pains and your sufferings. You should never have had to go through that. The devil should not have messed with you. He did not know he was messing with you. You are the apple of God's eye. You are the apple of God's eye. Do you realize you, you, you can't just take your finger and touch your eye because your eyelids automatically go into defense of your eye. You try to do that, your eye automatically blinks. God said, well, uh, no, no, no. When you try to touch the apple of my eye, I will defend them. They are mine, says the Lord. And God said, I will compensate you for all you've been through and you got some stuff that's due to you and it's your turn to be blessed. Now, somebody else needs to get blessed by this mess other than me. I know that God is a God of recompense, and when it's your turn, it's your turn, and the devil can't stop it, and the devil can't block it, and people don't have to like it, and people can talk about you, but when it's your turn to be blessed, you're going to be blessed anyhow. Look at somebody say, it's my turn to be blessed. Sit down, I ain't finished, y'all. So to compensate means to indemnify, which means to make whole. To, you know, if, if, if you take, a, if you take a, a, a quarter of the pie, now you only got 75% of the pie. For that pie to be made whole, that quarter got to be put back. 
if, if, if you want the whole pie, if half the pie was taken, then in order for that pie to be whole, half the pie has to be replaced. God wants you to be made whole. It means to, re re to repay. To compensate, watch this, recompense, it means to reimburse. Now, I have to stop right there, because reimburse, to re you know, some, there, there are companies that will pay for your expenses in advance, they'll take care of things, they may give you a, company cr a credit card away, but there's other people, you gotta put it out yourself. You got to use your own credit card. Then you have to fill out an expense account, and you can be reimbursed. So to be reimbursed means you had to put it out first. You had to pay for it first. There's some stuff that y'all have had to pay for you should not have had to pay for. So now that you paid for it out of your own pocket, God said, I'm about to reimburse you. <laughs> Look at somebody say, I'm about to be reimbursed. I'm about to be reimbursed. Recompense means to reimburse. It means to pay money to. Here's another one. Recompense, it means to make reparations. See, some of y'all mad at the government. Yeah, yeah. With all we've been through, they done reimbursed the, 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 the Indians, the Native Americans. They done reimbursed the Japanese. They, was in a, they done reimbursed some Jews. Where's my reimbursement and where's my reparations? I, where's my, can I tell you, God said, listen, if they don't ever give it to you, I know everything you did. I know what your parents did. I know what your grandparents did. I know what your great-grandparents did. And God said, I am a God who will give you recompense. I will God who will give you rep reparations. So stop waiting on reparations from the government because God is giving reparations right now. And it won't take an act of Congress. And it won't take a, a Democratic administration, a Republican administration. When God gets ready to repay you, reimburse you, indemnify you, and to give you reparation, no devil in hell can stop it. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I live the life I live right now because I got some reparations. Because God's got a recompense. Let me go as far as I can go here. Because God's got a recompense. The wealth of the sinners and the wicked people, the scripture says, I'm not making this up, eventually comes into the hands of righteous people. Because God's got a recompense, the wealth of sinners and wicked people eventually comes into the hands of righteous people. Look at your neighbor and say, this ain't time to backslide. This ain't time to... No, of course, not, 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 not when it's your time. No, 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 no. Stay out the club. Stay out the club. Get off the pole. Get off the pole. Put that, ah, put, put that drink down. Put that drink down. This ain't the time. Because, you, listen, God want to get something to you. He, he don't want to be taking it from you. God's got a recompense. Wealth of the wicked and the sinners. You to come to the hands of the righteous. Look at James, the fifth chapter. I'm showing you from the New Testament. Some of you did this a review. And I'm reading the God's Word translation, the GW translation, God's Word. Uh, James, the fifth chapter, verse 1 through 6, it says, pay attention to this if you are rich. Now, this doesn't just mean all rich people. It's really talking about the wicked rich because it goes on to say what these rich people have done. He said, cry and moan about the misery that's coming to you. He said, your riches have decayed. Your clothes have been eaten by moths. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be used as evidence against you. Like fire, it will destroy your body. You have stored up riches in these last days, and the wages 
you refuse to pay the people who harvested your fields. And let me read that again. The wages you refuse to pay the people who harvested your fields shout to God against you. God said, there's money crying saying, they ain't supposed to have me. God said, the wages that have been unjustly kept from people who were taken advantage of and trapped, God said, you don't even have to cry. The wages are saying, get me out of this bank account and to the, into the bank account of some righteous people. The wages are crying. The wages you refuse to pay, the people who harvest in your fields shout to God against you. The Lord of armies has heard the cries of those who gather the crops. You've lived in luxury and pleasure here on earth. You have fattened yourselves for the day of slaughter. You condemned and murdered. This is, this is all, this, this is social injustice here. You condemned and murdered people who have God's approval even though they didn't resist you. God said all that, you ought to be compensated for that. All that wealth is coming to the hands of righteous people. Look at somebody say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Somebody need to shout, it's my turn to be blessed. Proverbs eleven thirty one. 31. Confirmation from the Old Testament. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed where? In the earth. Much more the wicked and the sinner. Now, everybody knows that God, that God gonna pay that sinner back. Yeah, he, God's got a recompense. But the first part of he says, he said, if God is going to pay the sinner what he got coming to him, then he's going to pay the righteous what they got coming to them. He said, he said behold, the righteous is going to be recompensed, and I love it again right here in the earth. For all of you got a problem with me driving a Mercedes. When's I supposed to wait to heaven driving a Mercedes? You don't need no Mercedes in heaven. We just going to, the song said we're going to walk around heaven all day. Didn't say that. Ain't gonna be no Mercedes in heaven. We're gonna walk around heaven all day. Glory to God. No, righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. Now, now let me add this. The problem is if only preachers got Mercedes. That's a problem. Okay? But I believe what God does for me, He can do for you. And here's the everybody don't want a Mercedes. That's the truth. I love it. When I was with Pastor Baker in Virginia, he said something that blessed me. God will bless you according to your personality and your preferences. Oh, I love that. God will bless you according to your... See, what's a blessing to one person and a blessing to somebody else. Okay? God will bless you according to your personality. Okay? Some of y'all you know, you love okra. Some people say, oh, okra, that's so nasty. That's just slimy. But if you, you love okra, God will give you all the okra you can take. <laughs> that verse from the Living Translation, Proverbs 11, 11, 31, if the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Proverbs 13, 22, I'm just about done here for today. A good man leaves an inheritance to who? His children's children. That's why I say if God wants to bless you enough to bless at least two more generations. Now, I know a lot of us, we're just trying to make it ourselves, but you're not blessed the way God wants you to be blessed until somebody else, the next generation, are blessed because you were here. That's the will of God. Now, y'all need to understand, when I first got a hold of these scriptures, I had nothing. 
I didn't have pot nor window. You fill in the blanks. But when I saw these things in the Word, I said, okay, God, that's what your Word says. I believe it. I receive it. Now, you got to make that happen in my life. Give me a plan to make it happen. Show me how to make it happen. And the most basic way to make it happen, y'all, is called insurance, or as we say down here down south, insurance. That's the most basic way to do that. You don't have to pray and speak in tongues. Lord, help me leave something to the next generation. Get a policy. And I keep telling y'all, I keep telling y'all, in this church, the way I preach and teach and stop even like I'm doing right now, for you to die without insurance policy in this church, I'm going to talk about you. They didn't do nothing I said. I told their trifling self. We got insurance agents all around this church. Then one come, well, uh, uh, well, my family, well, we wonder if you can, the church can give us some money. No! Somebody came to me one time, well, I don't believe in, I, I, I don't believe in cremation. Well, you should have had insurance policy. You must believe in cremation. You must believe in cremation. You have no insurance. Surely, you do really didn't expect, uh, and y'all know black folks. This is for, for this is for my people understand. Y'all know, <laughs> y'all know you can tell when folks, when black folks had insurance. Because we do just like the white folks. That funeral going to happen this week. If they die today and they have it Friday, you say, child, you know they have some good insurance. Because when you have no insurance, we waiting for three weeks. The family arguing. You got something. Who got the family casket? <laughs> I'll get that later. Well, we, 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 waiting, we waiting for so-and-so to get here from New York. They driving from Alaska. <laughs> nobody got no money. Can't nobody get nobody here. That should not be our case. And let me tell you something. Let me go deeper. Forget about the Mercedes if you don't have an insurance policy. Some of y'all, you're driving. You're driving what needs to be left to take care of you. Take care of certain, prepare your work in the field. Then the Bible says, afterward, build your house. Forget about bags. You don't even have insurance. All you're going to do is be a rolling stone. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. All you left us was alone. You're supposed to leave a home, not alone, a home. Someone say, you preaching good, Pastor. Good people leave the heritage of their children's children. So, y'all, receiving, as I end this for today, receiving is built into the principle of giving. Receiving is an automatic, inherent response to giving. Planting good seeds and doing good deeds will be rewarded by God in the earth. We hear it all the time, Luke 6, 38. If you give, the rest is going to happen automatically. What's going to happen? It's going to be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, 
will be put or given into your bosom. And then he said, now, be careful. Mind how you give, because with the same measure that you use, it's going to be measured back to you. Little in, little out. Little giving, little receiving. Proverbs eleven twenty five. It's the generous soul, we read this earlier, that's going to be made rich. And if you water others, you'll be watered again yourself. Uh, that verse from God's Word, it says a generous person will be made rich, and whoever satisfies others will himself be satisfied. Let me end with this last point here. It's your turn to be blessed because God wants to resurrect your dreams. It's your turn to be I need to catch this one. It's your turn to be blessed because God wants to resurrect your dreams. I'm talking to people here today who had dreams, but you let the dream die, and the dream died because it was killed by time. It was killed by disappointment. It was killed by negative words. Even if you had a dream that you've given up on, God can resurrect the dream. God resurrected the Sunamite dream for a child. Ge uh, Gehazi, the, the prophet's servant, said, he's, he said, well, I, uh, what can I do for her? He said, I know what you can do. He said, she doesn't have a child, and her husband is old. She can't have a child, and her husband's too old to even help her to have a child. They're in a bad situation. Physically, this is over. Her dream, so she said, if this was going to happen, it would have happened 20 years ago. It would have happened 30 years ago. And so it wasn't that she couldn't have a child now. She had never had a child. That's why she didn't have an extra room on the house. Y'all catching this here. Even if your dream, have give, you've given up on it, God can resurrect it. Look at John 22, 24. It says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Some of you, are, you have a dream, and your dream is driving you crazy. I have a dream to be rich. I have a dream to be a millionaire. So you can't come to church because you just owe, you owe, you owe to off the work you go, and you're so proud that you're working three jobs. I feel sorry for you. God wants you to have a one and done. Everybody say one and done. God wants to bless you to have enough to live and enough to give. And all, all you young people talking about all these side hustles. How many sides you got? So sometimes your dream has to die and you got to let God resurrect it. In other words, you get to the point you're saying, God, I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. Now, if you don't make this happen, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to sacrifice who I am, sacrifice my marriage, sacrifice my children, going after a dream that I said you gave me, and in the pursuit of that dream, I'm losing everything. That is not the will of God for your life, because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. It doesn't add sorrow with it or unnecessary toil. So that verse from the New Living Translation says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new, new lives. So as a young man in my 30s, the friends who I had started in ministry with, who were my peers, I'll never forget one of them sang at my, sang at my wedding. And then last, I went back to New Jersey. Oh, yes, the church is church doing well. Another friend of mine, uh, he had started a church, and things, things are going, look like it was going well for him. 
and then somebody else, they're doing this, they're traveling. When, when I met Bishop Page, Bishop Page, we were, we were in college. He was pledging my fraternity. Now, there's some things that happened to him. Let me tell you this while he ain't here, okay? Because he always saying I beat him. I wasn't a hazer, okay? I didn't believe in it. Seriously, I'm very serious about this. Now, somebody did something to him, but it wasn't me. But somebody did something to him, so he always telling me about it. He beat my butt. He, I said, it's not true. Stop going around the country telling people that, okay? He was about a year or two behind me in my, in my chapter. I met the next thing I know, we had just come here, and I'm getting ready to start a ministry, and I hear Bishop Page is preaching all around the world. And God, when are you going to do what you're going to do in my life? And I remember when I went back to Oklahoma after things didn't work out, got ready to move to New Jersey, the Lord said, just go back and resubmit yourself to your pastor. I went back to Oklahoma and told Pastor Carter, I said, I'll be here till Jesus come. Whatever God going to do with me is up to him to do it. And a month later, an opportunity opens up for me to come here. And I'm like, I can't go and tell my pastor that. I told him I'll be here till Jesus come, and Jesus hasn't come yet. But when I let my dream die and I stopped trying to make moves to make it happen and said, God, my life is in your hand. My life is not my own to you. And I really submitted myself to him. He was able to resurrect the dream, watch this, in the place that he wanted the dream to live. God has a way of resurrecting their dreams. God resurrected Abraham and Sarah's dream of having a child. The Bible says in Genesis 18, Sarah was past the age of childbearing. And, and then Sarah herself said, this dream is over. In Genesis 18, 12, she said, after I've grown old, am I going to have pleasure? Am my Lord having pleasure with me? God resurrected Joseph's dream of being a leader and a preserver for his people. He had a dream that one day his brothers and sisters, even his mother and father, were going to be bowing down before him. And that, he ha that happened when he was a teenager. He was at the age of 30 before that dream came to pass. And now he is a prime minister over the nation of Egypt. And Genesis 42, 6 and 9, it says Joseph was the governor over the land and it was told, to, he, he sold to all the people. And Joseph's brothers came, watch this, and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And dropped down Genesis 42 and 9. It says, and Joseph remembered the dreams. He remembered God resurrected the dreams. Listen, between that time and the dream being fulfilled, he had been to prison. I'm sure the dream died. Between that time, he had been a slave in Potiphar's house, and his wife lied on him. He spent years in the dungeon in prison, but God knew how to resurrect the dream. I'm here to tell you today, God's about to resurrect some dreams. I know it seemed like it's too late. I know it seemed like it's too old. I know it seemed like surely it can't happen now. I know you've given up on it now, but God told me to tell you, it's your turn to be blessed, and he's about to resurrect your dream. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash 
RDCITV. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.